From the front row of the theater to your headphones, this is your Wednesday matinee. The WICB podcast for all things Broadway. We are your hosts, Connor Hibbard and Lou Barron, two certified theater kids with a lot of knowledge and even more opinions. What more can we say? We're back. Did you miss us? I'm back. And better than ever. Oh, yeah. Well, we, we are never, back. We never really left. If anything, we were we were with them for more time than we ever had been. That's so true. But we did take uh, three weeks off of a full podcast episode. So that yeah. is the longest we've ever gone. Yeah. Like a full-on podcast. But definitely check out our Lightbringer youtube exclusive because that's what we did two weeks ago yeah so if um, you if you somehow missed it we just did a little series called the matinee new musical series where we talked to writers and sometimes producers of new works of musical theater it was very exciting we had a lovely time but lou what is next for the matinee new musical series now that it's over are we just retiring it or may we continue it in a surprise a periodic format. I think you hit the nail on the head, Connor, because we are continuing at the Matinee New Musical Series in a surprise periodic format. We had such a fun time doing this series that we didn't want to entirely shut the door to it. So we actually already have a surprise periodic Matinee New Musical Series episode coming up, and I think it's one of our best. So be mm-hmm. sure to watch out for episodes coming out because we just love making this podcast so much. The, we we the, still want to talk to these people. Yes, the, the, normal, the, the normal matinee podcast episodes will be every two weeks as normal, but sometimes on an off week, we'll have uh, our, our little matinee new musical series conversations, um, which we enjoy so much and we hope you do too. That being said, if you are dear listeners are aware of more new musicals that you would like us to talk about talk to the writers and maybe the producers creative team on the show let us know yeah we're looking out for that yeah do it matinee at wicb.org or come to my house yep just show up show up at our door yeah well speaking of fresh new voices in the musical theater landscape Today, we're talking about the Jimmy Awards. Who boy. The Jimmy Awards. They are tomorrow. If you're listening to this on the day the episode comes out, they will be uh, July 15th, hosted by High School Musical uh, star himself, Corbin Blue. Corbin Blue might have been the star or one of the stars of High School Musical, the movie trilogy. But the Jimmy Awards are meant to feature high school musical stars of the musical theater landscape across the country. And I'm going to put across the country in air quotes because it doesn't actually hit every single state the in way the they like to think In the saltiest air quotes possible. In the saltiest, the saltiest of air quotes, truly. But what, what are the Jimmy Awards, Connor? Would you care to explain a bit more? Well, the Jimmy Awards is a, a sort of a gala slash uh, Hunger Games-esque contest in which, what, 100 musical theater students from around the country sing their hearts out 
and the last two standing win a prize and perhaps a role in a, a new Broadway musical. Yes, um, the key piece of this event that we will discuss, I'm sure, throughout the episode is that it is attended by all of the top agents in the Broadway theater community, mm-hmm. and they are there to scout talent. So it's actually a really great professional career opportunity for these high school students who are just, you know, beginning their adult theater lives. Yeah. And as we will see, many Jimmy Awards participants and winners have gone on to great success. So it's a super incredible opportunity when you're in high school. And, and not only because you might win something or you might be able to book a Broadway show, but because you also, every every single student that is there, regardless of how well they do in the competition aspect, gets to work with masters of the craft one-on-one on their solo pieces. Um, everyone yeah. from Michael McElroy to Liz Calloway to Telly Leung, I believe. Like incredible masters of musical theater come to coach these students on their repertoire. So everyone leaves with more tools in their toolkit than they arrived with. Not to mention that they get to perform on a Broadway stage for the competition. I mean, they come out in full costume and sing bits of their songs that they did in the their like show that year and it's a it's a yes. it's a grand spectacle Lou is grinning let's, wildly because let's talk about those medleys though this is my <laughs> favorite part of the Jimmy Awards because but these medleys though are what are the bread they're the just mm, they're the bread and butter of the Jimmy Awards <laughs> um to get into the Jimmy Awards you have to win your regional competition your regional competition is made up of a number of high schools and you are playing the part in your high school production in this yeah. regional competition. So say you go to whatever high school and you played Belle in Beauty and the Beast, you would take your show with your school to your regional competition, perform as Belle in Beauty and the Beast. And then if you win as like the best leading actress in your regional competition among all of these high schools, if you win and you're the best leading actress, competing with all of these other leading ladies around your high school region, you get to go to the Jimmy Awards. If you're lucky enough to be selected for one of the medleys, you will perform as your high school character again with all of these other high school characters from around the country and some of the most genius musical arranging you have ever heard (laughs) occurs in these medleys. Because you'll start off with Belle and then there's a Mary Poppins and then there's an Eponine and then there is what's her name from the drowsy chaperone so you're all like lined up in a row you start you do your solo and all of the other characters are doing backup for you um that is like incredible to me it's like my favorite activity is binging jimmy awards medleys i believe then after everyone has been cut down you there are solos right yes All of the judges get to see every single student solo the day before the performance. So they have that to judge. And then they also have the medley group performances to judge. Then after all of those happen, the judges go into a room and they pick three or four girls and three or four boys 
as the finalists. And then those finalists get to perform their solos again in front of the entire audience. And then from those, there is one girl and one boy that are picked as the winners. Yes. And what do they win? Do they win anything? They win money. Money. Okay. Yes. They win money in scholarship form, essentially. Like, apply this money to your college theater program. Okay. If they go to a college theater program, which is not always the case. Yeah. Well, many of them, even if they do not end up going to a college theater program, at that point are planning to go to a college theater program. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. You, you may notice that I've been talking very passionately about the Jimmy Awards. So how, how did I find out about these awards? This is not the ah. kind of thing that you really know about unless you're entrenched in the high school theater community, I guess, <laughs> uh, like I am. But I actually found out because PBS did a docu-series about the Jimmy Awards. Did the they? The 2012 Jimmy Awards, in oh, fact. I, I saw this docu-series on PBS and as a young theater kid, I became absolutely obsessed. Wow. I was obsessed with it. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's actually, it's a really great docuseries. I don't think it's on YouTube for free, but it's it's around. I found out about the Jimmies because a high school near me where I knew several people and, and had friends and connections and all that stuff competed in our regional competition. It's called Stars of Tomorrow. And I knew two people my senior year of high school that did it. Those were the people I I knew best. So yeah, and since then, I sort of follow it. Well, last year, it didn't happen because of COVID. But I was following it this year, and I'll follow it next year because I I, I still know people there who compete. Say you win the Jimmies, and maybe you get famous like these people who have won the Jimmies, like Andrew Barth Feldman and Renee Rapp. You get to book a Broadway show sometimes. Yep. In today's this, day and age. Yeah, this this does not happen that frequently. Like if you look at like the list of people who say say are finalists, because mm-hmm. there have been people who have come out and booked big things just from being finalists and getting to perform their solos in front of the judges. So like Connor said, Andrew Barth Feldman immediately booked Dear Evan Hansen, became the next Evan Hansen on Broadway. Renee Rapp booked Regina George in um, Mean Girls. Then there's also Ava Noblezada, who immediately booked the West End, Miss Saigon. And now she is in Hadestown, um, where she is so amazing. And uh, one of my personal favorites, Ryan McCartan, won the Mm -hmm. Jimmys back in 2011. He went on to become a Disney star. So that's how, like, the general public would know who Ryan McCartan is. But... I know him primarily from Heather's Off-Broadway, and he also was Hans in Frozen he was, for about man. two days before the pandemic hit. He was also so. Fiero for a while, right? Oh, yeah. He did get Fiero for a bit, too. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Kyle Seelig was also a, a winner way back yes. in the day who would go on to play Aaron in Mean Girls. Anyway... Those are some some notable people who have won the Jimmys. There's plenty yes. of obviously insanely talented people who uh, didn't even become finalists. Totally. Um, uh, well, all right, Lou. I guess we don't really. I don't really need to ask you this question because you've already indicated. But how do you feel about the Jimmys? We've talked about the history. We've talked about what it actually is. 
but but how do we actually feel about the Jimmys? I haven't hidden my love for the Jimmy Awards throughout this episode. I was indoctrinated young through that PBS docuseries. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think part of it is me wishing that I could have competed for it because mm-hmm. I wanted to be at the Jimmy Awards so badly, but there's not a regional competition in my state. So I didn't even have the opportunity to like try and go to the Jimmy Awards. So I don't know anything about the behind the scenes, which Connor might shed some light on. But in terms of just wanting to have that opportunity, I think it's such an incredible opportunity for every single student that is lucky and talented enough to go just to be able to be there for a week to learn choreography from a Broadway choreographer to get that coaching on your repertoire, to just like be there with other students that are in the same boat as you and that are super talented and passionate and driven about the same exact thing that you are. And then, you know, the added bonus of like, and maybe an agent will see you and make your dream come true. And even though it doesn't happen to a lot of those kids, it happens to some of them. So just feeling that like possibility, I think would be just like the most incredible experience. And I'm so jealous and happy for them that they get to do it. And just as a high school theater kid, I think it's just what I wanted to do and pretty much the best opportunity out there for someone who is in my boat. I absolutely detest the Jimmy Awards. Because he has no soul. I, no soul. I, my reasons for hating the Jimmies are three. I shall list them in order from least significant to most. First, a small part of me is like you, jealous that I never went to the Jimmy Awards. My mm-hmm. high school. My He's high school. Bitter. Okay. The, again, least significant. I think this is a small part. My high school did not compete in the Jimmies again. That that high school close to me did. I'm glad my high school never competed um, in Stars of Tomorrow and the Jimmies. But a small part of me is, you know, I wanted to be an actor when I was in high school and I wanted to be on the stage. And then I've, I've since retired happily. But um, <laughs> the second part is I, I, I have an issue with what the Jimmies, especially the recent Jimmies and the Andrew Barth Feldman, Renee Rapp year, has done to the Broadway landscape in that I just don't think the Jimmy should be a, a, a jumping off point for someone to get an immediate role. I think Renee Rapp is insanely talented, and so is Andrew Barth Feldman. I'm sure they're very kind, generous, good people, but I just don't think they should get those roles yet. I, I think it is a disrespect and a disservice to veterans of the industry who work their tail off day in and day out and didn't get lucky enough to have the exposure of the Jimmies to be passed up for roles just because a high schooler got more famous because people watch them. I, I, I take real umbrage with that. Okay, I understand that to a certain extent, but they did not just hand them the roles and sure like I don't think their fame from the Jimmy Awards really played a part in getting the roles 
Because it's not like the people in the room with the Jimmies said, oh, look, let's hand this role to this high school kid. They reached out to them after the Jimmies, followed up, said, hey, I would like you to come in and audition for this role. It's opening the door to the audition, not the actual part. And then they have to go in there, audition for it, and beat out everyone else. And Renee Rapp especially, I can't think of anyone out there who deserved that part more than she did. And Andrew Barth Feldman is is essentially the same. Like, Andrew Barth Feldman is the correct age for Dear Evan Hansen. Mean Girls is about high schoolers. They're high schoolers. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that to me. They beat out the other talent, and they decided that those two kids who were lucky enough to get into the audition room through the Jimmies were the best for the role. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. That's so, I think so clearly they're at such an advantage because it's a stunt cast. It's exactly what it is. I'm not saying they're not talented. But it's not, though. But yes, it's it not, is. Though, because they how have many people, but how many people, how many people watch the Jimmies, though? Not that many. How many, how many like, people if you're are coming at the to Mean Girls to see? Base, if you're looking at the general consumer base for a Broadway show, it's not just kids that watch the Jimmies because kids aren't buying the tickets. Their parents are like, it's not the people who are watching the Jimmies are not the same people that they're that are like literally buying the tickets to go and see the show. It's, I, they're not famous enough to be a stunt cast. I, I don't buy that. I don't think who is the, the Vine guy or the TikTok guy that they put in Mean Girls who played Aaron horribly. That Vine and TikTok people are not the same as people from the Jimmy Awards. No, that's what I'm that's saying. That's not the same thing. Even the Vine, and, the Vine and TikTok people are even smaller stunt casts. I'm just saying, I think it's very clearly a stunt cast. You have someone who has some sort of national exposure. You might be underestimating the amount of people that watch the Jimmies, underestimating the fervor of the people who do watch the Jimmies to actually go to the show. I follow several Renee Rapp fan pages on Instagram and that have a, a large enough following and are very invested in her and would definitely go to the show just because she's in it. That's the definition of a stunt cast. But I feel like that is a on a smaller scale than like the waitress on cast or the Chicago's, you know, it's like, sure. it's a very different thing. And also they're right for the part. It doesn't matter if it's a stunt cast, if they're right for the part, if they're the correct age for the part, if they have the correct talent and type, not all stunt casts do, but at least in the case of Andrew Barth Feldman and Renee Rapp, the two most recent people to go that sure. path, they were absolutely right for the role. I'm not, not going to say like, oh, just because there are people who have worked harder and longer in the industry, they deserve it. That's not how this industry works. It's just not. I think that's how and this It might be unfair, but it's not how it works. When you get to Broadway, the talent level is essentially equal. If you are in that pool, it, sure, Renee Rapp might have been right for that role, but you can't tell me that 10 other people also weren't who have been there longer and worked harder and just didn't have the exposure. It's, I know Broadway is a commercial industry. I know it sells tickets. It's just a small thing that upsets me that it, we constantly see getting people passed over by more famous people. Now it's just industry people getting passed over by slightly more famous industry people. I don't want to like underemphasize the fact though, that these are theater people. I know. Not people that they're bringing in from outside. Like Everyone that is in that room who's not like a whatever, like a Vine stunt cast has had this dream and no one person, no matter their age, is more deserving 
or less deserving of getting that part just because they don't have as much notoriety. Like, I just, I don't understand your viewpoint on this clearly. I don't so, know. I don't know. Agree to disagree, I guess. But yeah, that sort of brings me to my third point with the Jimmy's, which is not an issue with what it does to the professional landscape, but to the, the pre-professional landscape in that I hate the Jimmy's because it makes high school theater a competition, which is, which is not what it is supposed to be. That high school close to mine that competes in Stars of Tomorrow. We we never did Stars of Tomorrow. And one of my friends in my high school who graduated a couple years before me dated one of the people from high school that did do Stars of Tomorrow. And she said, uh, when somebody asked, you know, why we didn't do Stars of Tomorrow, she said, the adjudication, the adjudication is super harsh and it's sort of an unforgiving landscape and it's just not worth it. And our director was like, we know our shows are really good and we don't need a set of judges to validate that. Like if your school does a regional competition that feeds into the Jimmies or any regional competition and you enjoy doing that, like I think that's fine. If that's something you want to pursue, then go for it. But I know people very well at that high school close to mine that like obsess over their placement at Stars of Tomorrow and their solos and presenting everything just right. And it becomes something that consumes their entire lives so much so that they are not able to enjoy the experience of what high school theater is, which is making good friends, finding a family, uh, crafting a community and coming together to make art that is often kind of crappy because it's high school, public high school theater, but that's just what it is. I, I believe very, very strongly in the power of high school theater as an emotional healing place. And, and, and it just bothers me that some people get so wrapped up in it. And, and, and maybe that's their personal flaws. And I understand that. But I, I, I just I, it bothers me how the Jimmy's feeds into that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be able to really fight you on that. Like right. I fought you on the last point, but at least in my experience, high school theater was both, was both of those things. It could be both. Right. It was both a fierce competition and a place where you found family. Those two things didn't negate the other most right. of the time. Like there were experiences I had in my high school that, as I said, did not feed into the Jimmies around casting that were definitely detrimental <laughs> to the community right. of the show. Um, there were there were age dynamics between upperclassmen and underclassmen and all sorts of kind of the same sort of thing we were talking about. People feeling like they had worked longer and harder and therefore deserved a role that then went to an underclassman. Yeah, like cappies, which are our <laughs> like regional uh, thing. The high schools that participated in that, it totally consumed them, but it was like a happy consumption. Like they were glad to be consumed by it. Like it was something right. that you all worked towards together as a school and then went to the, the thing, did the performance, it, fierce competition, lots of shade being thrown around. I don't know, what, what I'm saying is like, high school theater is brutal, honestly. A lot of the time. Yeah. And I think it can both be brutal and be that like emotional healing place for people. And I, I don't I wouldn't say that the Jimmies have like created that. 
I think it's always been there, regardless of the different levels of competition that exist. Sure. I mean, maybe I just wasn't emotionally capable in, in high school, emotionally capable enough to have that competition and love it at the same time. I didn't experience it, so maybe I would feel differently if I had. I feel I would have I would have rooted it. Yeah, and also like if you ever watch that PBS docu series, the Jimmies themselves are a marathon for the students oh, that yeah. get to be there. Like they are not easy on you throughout the process. Like you're definitely building community and building those like friendships and relationships throughout the week but they're also kind of working you to death. Like since it's only a week long experience and you have to put together an entire show that features every single student at least one time, it's kind of insane to witness and to work through, but because they're all talented and driven, it always works out. So yeah, I mean the, the whole awards like process itself, I think is the strikes like a solid balance between the competition and the the community building. I don't want to discount too that just the existence of the Jimmy Awards brings so much joy to so many people. Right. Just like watch them outside right. of like the people that participate, you know? Right. It's my two cents. Oh, uh, that wasn't really a romp, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't know. It was like partial partial romp. Yeah, I yeah, there were points. I think where... that was like the hardest we've ever fought about something though on this show. The second point. I'm so passionate about that. Yeah, like, as am I. Well, well, we well, made it. We're still here. The podcast is still in existence. We haven't broken up yet. <laughs> Not quite. Next episode will be an episode of joy and mirth. Um, I have some detrimental news for you. Detrimental news? Yes, just as the Jimmies are detrimental to the mental health of so many high schoolers. Okay. <laughs> just... I'm, I'm done talking about this. <laughs> Unfortunately, but what is it? <laughs> unfortunately, this episode of your Wednesday matinee has closed after just one performance. But luckily, we'll be back in two weeks. Or is it two weeks with another one night only <laughs> can't miss theatrical event? That was pretty mysterious. But if you just can't wait another two weeks for your Broadway radio fix. I know I can't. Tune into the best of Broadway every Sunday morning from 10 to noon on 92 WICB. You may hear some familiar voices. Listen on 91.7 FM in Ithaca, New York, or stream from anywhere on WICB.org. And to hear the music we discussed in today's show, check out 92 WICB on Spotify for our custom-made playlist. We'd also like to thank Epidemic Sound for our intro and outro music. If there's anything you would like us to put on the podcast stage, send us an email at matinee at WICB.org. And for more content, be sure to follow us at WICB Podcasts on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. 